This is a moment in wine and hip hop presented to you by Jermaine Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. 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 We got wine with Chas in the building. How are you, ma'am? I'm well. You How are you? Good? I'm well. You I loved all those, that the intro you gave yourself. That was dope. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you this for is, having me. This is the right way to do it. You know, we wanted to dedicate this 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 journey that we're about to go on to strong women. And you speak to that. This is this is what you are about, you know. I've followed your work. I want to get the people to get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out by um, telling everyone who your rap spirit animal would be. So if you could pick a rapper that embodies you and your energy, what rapper would that be? Oh, wow. Yeah, That's we a gotta great fit. question. It just helps people get to know who they're dealing with. Like, who do you identify with? You know, hmm. how do you see yourself? I would have to go ahead and get, I don't know why, Ladies Night with Lil' Kim and Missy and Queen Latifah and Angie Martinez came to mind. I would go with, like, Queen Latifah, Because you're ready to set it off. Yo! Like, <laughs> she's, like, the silent, but, like, will come out, you know, who you calling us? Yeah. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down the block. I had my cut-off shorts on, right? Because it was crazy. I, I walked past these dudes when they passed me. One of them felt my booty. He was nasty. I turned around red. Somebody was catching the rat. Then the little one said, Yeah, me, bitch. And laughed. Since he was with his boys, he tried to break fly. I punched him dead in his eyes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, yeah. I, I, I see it. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I told you, you remind me of my cousin. It's the same cousin. <laughs> Debbie, if you are listening to this, I have your spirit animal here, your wine spirit animal. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, I, I can see that. Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah had bars. Yes. She had bars. You know who I liked from that era also? Um, Moni Love. Excuse me, but I think I'm about to to get into precisely what I am about to do. I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue. So listen very carefully as I break it down for you. Merrily, 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 merrily. Hi, so happy over joy. Please, with all the beats around my sisters have employed. Look at you throwing down the sound. Totally a yes. Ladies, take the position. Ladies first. Yo, ladies first? Listen to ladies first and dissect that, man. She, she did that dirty. So Chastity's a journalist. She's into the wine game. Yeah, yeah. All everything is dedicated to wine and spirits. Yes, I've noticed that. So, how did you? How did this start? Uh, what made you approach journalism? Sure. So, I've always been a storyteller um, for as long as I can remember. When I was eight, that's when when I really started journaling. I think I remember my aunt giving me. Uh, a journal for Christmas and being able to, you know, write my imaginations and my thoughts down. Um, and that's just evolved over the last 20 or so years. Um, went to school for journalism, uh, wrote for different newspapers, and now, you know, I'm here writing about everything under the sun, but really wanting to focus on wine and black culture and how we're doing the damn thing for us and creating things. Um, to expose our community to wine and spirits in a way that doesn't have to be pretentious. Right. Why was that an area that pulled you? Because, like, I know that you haven't worked in the wine and spirits industry. Mm -hmm. Why was that something that called you? I would say, so I went abroad about 10 years ago. I went to Spain, and one of the last trips we took was to a winery. And I remember getting to the vineyard and being like, yo, I've never seen anything like this. And I don't know how many other people who look like me have seen anything like this. Right. And by the way, I, I just turned 21, so I'm like, you know, let's drink. Give me everything <laughs> Give me <to> everything. <laughs> um, but after leaving, just like learning more about how the wine was made and then having, you know, different wine and cheese pairings, I was like, this is like, it's stuck with me. Yeah. And so being able to come back, um, to the States, graduated, 
And then a black woman by the name of Olivia Pope came on <laughs> ABC. Oh, her. With Scandal. <laughs> and one of the things that stuck out to me was that she had this affinity for wine. And I was like, yo, okay, mm. I need to like, there's a reason why there's a connection it there. It feels right. It felt right. Yeah. And so I would find myself, you know, going to the store, grocery store, and like buying wines, pouring like, you know, the glass all the way to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Pope style. Right, Olivia Pope style and, and posting <laughs> The picture of my wine glass with the bottle on Instagram. That started mm. back in 2012. Damn. And yeah. So I've been wow. like, in, I've been in it for a while and I just didn't, you know, know that I was up to something. Mm-hmm. And my friends were like, yo, okay. Like, you know, I'd give them a little notes and, you know, this pairs well with this. Like, I thought I knew something. Mm. Um, but I think for me, being able to like tap into something that was so unknown and so, um, at the time, you heard about wine and music, but a lot of it was like, yo, I'm off this Moscato. And so yeah. once I figured out what Moscato was, I was like, <laughs> come on, y'all. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was just something that, that has always pulled me because it's so, there's such a mystery behind wine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everybody can uncover it in their own special way. Wow, that's deep. That is deep. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. That is true, though. Like, because... So like when I read your blog, I feel like it um, it takes me on a journey of how to experience wine. Mm-hmm. But like you're right, without the you know being pretentious or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's not like oh you know I'm just trying to be on a scene. It's just a straight up and down how you can enjoy wine. Right. You know. Um, so what's your approach with your blog? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Ultimately, I want to be able to. Give my readers and give, you know, the broader wine community, people who may be novice, people who may be experts, just that overall, like, experience for themselves. So, like, yo, I'm drinking Malbec Rosé. This is what I got from it. But if you try it, you know, you may get some similar things, but I'm wanting you to explore it on your own. Um, but I want I want my delivery to be authentic, not pretentious, not, like, super. Because I think a lot of times people think about wine as this very, like, stuffy, bougie mm-hmm. drink when, in fact, like... Like I said, it's it's a mystery for everybody, but you have to take it upon yourself to discover and uncover it. Um, but I want people to be able to walk away like, okay, like I just learned more about Malbec. I learned about, um, you know, the Burgundy region and being able to go to the grocery store. If I see something like, okay, right. like I can put two and two together, get this paired with, you know, a steak or paired with some grilled chicken and be able to have this entire experience behind it. So um, really being able to just open the door for people to experience it for themselves. Yeah. No, it's, it, it really feels that way. Like, <clears throat> um, what was that wine bar that you wrote about um, recently? Mm, oh, the Harlem wine yeah. bar. Yes. Yo, completely put me on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100% put me on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that, that that's like, look, people write blogs all the time and they, you know, just doing like your information is actually useful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank very you. practical, very mm-hmm. useful. Um, so, you know, just that process, though, like writing, how do you choose what you want to write about? That's the big question. I think <laughs> I try to find opportunities to tell stories that people may not look for themselves. So, um, you know, being able to go to a wine bar in Harlem, I live in Brooklyn, so, you mm. know, traveling all the way to Harlem, like, I'm yeah, traveling for yeah. wine. So, like, <laughs> um, being able to give people that kind of full-body experience, not to sound cheesy when talking mm-hmm. about, like, when we're talking right. about wine, um, give them that full-body experience, like, when you walk in the door at a wine bar, this is the experience that you get. Um, but for me, like, it's, like I said, being able to find things that, you know, you're not always going to be able to see on a day-to-day basis. Right. You'll be able to, you'll be lucky if you can find it in your local wine shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going, I'm, you know, no shade to the stuff you find in the grocery store. I think that's great. Because um, I've, you know, wanted to write about some wines that are, you know, just on saying. shelves. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes easy. you yeah, got to buy wine and groceries. Listen, at the same time. Makes sense. Um, but being able to kind of like open up that door was like, yo, like I tried this, um, What's the wine that I've had recently that I was like, oh, I was in California and I had weed wine. 
<laughs> and so <laughs> it's blunt. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, I, that's that was an experience for me where I was just like. High and drug. <laughs> a concept, right? So, like, being able to, like, open the door for things that you may not be able to experience. And, like, you, if you're ever in California, you want to try this type of wine, go for it. But, yeah, I try not to overthink it when right. I, when it comes to writing, though. So, we are going to, um, I think we should uh, drink a little bit of wine. Yes. So, Chas brought the wine. I brought the rhymes today. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking? We are drinking a 2008 Una Una litro. Um, in a, una litro. It is a biodynamic wine. It's a natural wine. Um, shout out to Gran Cata uh, Wine Shop in D.C. That is where I learned about this wine two mm. years ago uh, when I came on staff in February of 2017. Um, this was the wine that was the talk of the shop. Mm-hmm. And um, people were like, oh, this is like, you know, when we do our family dinners, it's the wine that everybody loves. And I was like, what is so special about this wine? Um, but but after trying it, it's one of those things that make you feel at home. It's very communal. Mm. Um, we went through maybe one dinner. I remember going to. We went through maybe two, three bottles of this. And um, it's a leader. Yes. <laughs> like it FYI. Is. So for um, for my people that that are not as familiar with the wine industry, uh, most wine bottles are 750 milliliters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have magnum size bottles, right. which are double that, 1.5 liters. So this is, it's like one and a half bottles of wine mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> in one. Mm-hmm. And that's how they sell it, yeah. which is what I appreciate. You all, <laughs> They brought you some extra. They want you to enjoy this with more people. Exactly. Um, which, is, which is dope. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm guessing you found yourself many um, unilitro, am I pronouncing yes, that right? Yes, that's correct. Unilitro mm-hmm. nights. Can you tell me about some unilitro nights? Oh, man. So I when, I, when I moved up here two years ago, I brought this bottle up from D.C. and opened it, shared it, and people were like, oh, this is this is different. Right. Um, but I've had many unilitro-type nights with homegirls who um, <laughs> <laughs> have come over. You know, I, my thing is, like, you bring your favorite bottle um, and a snack to mm-hmm. share. And, you know, we w- we'd kick off at 6.30, sometimes wouldn't leave till 1.30, 2.30 in the morning enjoying each other's company, dancing, singing, you know, talking about any and it's everything. There's always dancing and singing, There's right? always, I mean, especially, <laughs> like, the last one I had, um, I had some friends over on Saturday, and, of course, we were talking about um, the Lion King soundtrack or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the the Beyonce album that is the Lion King yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> exactly. So we were talking about that, you know, and then, you know, I was playing one song, and it led to the radio of the, the album, and it just came up with all these old songs. And so, like, it just one thing led to another. And, and so then we're you're like, sweating. And now we're sweating out, you know, edges <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, there was a dance contest. Th- there's there's thing. always a dance moment. And, like, the funny thing about like when when women get together and do that, like. Like y'all be like professional dancers out of nowhere. Like how did when did y'all have time to work on this choreography? I like, am now. <laughs> <laughs> that not happen. Like you know how many times I walk in my living room and. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you get to know people in a whole different way. You do. You do. I remember, um, so I grew up dancing. Um, and when Beyonce came out with that one segment of Coachella last year, uh, Get Into the Money, yeah. I by osmosis, I learned it. Like, just watching it <laughs> over and over and over again. And I was just like, oh, I can do this, like, whenever I'm out in the club. Like, and just, like, shut everybody down. It's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, um, no, I think, you know, like I said, um, Unilidro is very communal and it reminds me of, like, family and just getting together and Mm. being able to just, like, gather and have a good time and talk about any and everything that, um, you know, things that happened at work, things that are happening at school, um, and just being able to um, enjoy one another in that moment. Nice. So let's let's bust down some of this Unilidro. Yes. Um, And we got to get you a ring. Queen Latifah, your spirit animal. I ain't trying to mess up. Lady, she did say ladies first. So no. And, I mean, I just remember, you know, watching, you know, her do that and then uh, living single. Oh, yeah. Khadijah. And, and maybe there, it's beyond that. Like, she was a journalist. Like, maybe, I mean, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, yo. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Wow. Yep. And she down to set it off. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> she did. That's about yeah. But Cleo. Then, I mean, oh man. But then Thank she, you. you know, became you know not she is Dana Owens, but yeah. like you know did the whole jazz thing, and we discovered that oh she has a voice. Yeah. She's yeah. Um, she's in a whole different space, like L'Oreal commercials. Like she's one of those who yeah. like you respect and revere, and you can't touch her, but she's yeah. still like down for you know. Yeah. Who you calling a bitch? Who you calling a bitch? <laughs> that I, was oh my joke. gosh, I remember being, being a kid and my mom getting so <laughs> upset when we heard that. I punched um, him dead in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> but then she was like funny and goofy on, um, remember when she, she guest starred on Breakfast Bel Air? Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah, had, yeah. They did yeah. the whole walrus thing with their noses and the, <laughs> and the straws, but, um, but yeah, she's, that just came to me. I was like, yo, Queen Latifah, mm. duh. Well, this is perfect. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for Thank bringing you this for on. Thank you for having me. Cheers. cheers. All right. We're going to get into this. Let's see. So this is my first. Oh, wow. This is beautiful. Let me find out. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. It's different, but it does have. And like right off top, like we had this open for what? Maybe like we didn't have this open long at all. Mm-mm. And this joint just. Damn, this is great. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you got some slight spice on there. It's a little spicy. Just a little spicy. Mm -hmm. So I think that we actually did good on the pairing on this. So we're going to drink this unilitro. We're going to get into Mm -hmm. our pairing for Mm -hmm. this. Um, I actually went with a little escape on this. Okay. You know, just kicking it, Mm -hmm. um, which is... Interesting because you just we went into that era. We were in that era. We were like there. you got the Malcolm X piece that with made out of leather. Medallions? The the, <laughs> the leather woven Malcolm X. Afrocentric medallions and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got that. You got the um the cross color shit on. Remember when everything was cross colored? You got the velvet. Remember how windbreakers were back then? Windbreakers yeah. is in now. I still want to start a jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, they had velvet uh, bucket hats. <laughs> Tara, T, you had, you, had a, you, had, you had a velvet bucket, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, wow. You were out here. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so we're going to drink this. We're going to listen to some Escape, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to see how this pairing went. We'll be back in a few. Peace. <laughs> Unprecedented moment in wine and hip hop. You know, we usually chill for a sec, get into the pairing a little mm-hmm. bit. We vibe out. This pairing, um, originally, because it was a natural wine, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something where the beat was stripped down, right. and you know, there's kind of like that little chalkiness to it. So I wanted to 
I was going with something much more stripped down, mm-hmm. and I was gonna go with like story raps because you're, uh, you know, you're a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be fun. Right. My brain told me to go that way. Mm-hmm. Later that oh, night, I can't. I had a long day. I've, I've been having some stressful long times, days. man. Okay. Dude is working. I'm working real hard. Okay. And so at the end of my night, I like to chill. And when I chill, you know, I chill all the way. Mm-hmm. There's music blasting. Um, there's all type of stuff going on. Of course. On, you know, might be a little smoky in, in the area. And that's fine. You know, it might be, but there's definitely some wine being poured. And I, I caught a vibe, man. Like, I started listening to some R&B. And usually when I vibe out like that, I vibe out to trap music. Mm-hmm. You know, doing the dance routines that you <laughs> you guys do on your, you know, as you do. Right. Um, that's how I relax at night. And last night I went R and B, and I was like, "Yo, you know what's a good fucking song? Usher, Burn." Come burn for me to say this. It's coming from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we didn't been fell apart. We really wanna work this out, but I don't think you're gonna change it. Until that came out And it was just so much like Yo If you did not connect with that song You've never been in a relationship Mm -hmm. Straight up and down You know how many times I had to let it burn? Yo When when that came out I was going through that situation Mm -hmm. I'm like damn Usher's here with me You know (laughs) Um, And then the confession stuff I mean like Yo So yes The whole album Mm -hmm. Right And as I'm going through that like, the first thought was Jermaine Dupree. I'm right. like, damn, mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupree wrote this shit. And I'm talking to my wife. She didn't know. She's mm-hmm. like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, Jermaine Dupree, Brian Cox, they were the team. I was going through all of the different R&B songs mm-hmm. that Jermaine Dupree had wrote. You were, like, in Atlanta. I was just in that. But then I, like, I went to Mariah Carey. Emancipation of, of Mimi? Mimi? There, would, I, there would never be another. I didn't even like R&B like that. Mm-hmm. And, but not only that, this guy is an amazing hip-hop producer. Crisscross, the brat. Like, he wrote this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. penned it. Yeah, man, and he got dragged on Twitter, though. He got dragged. And I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, damn. You know, it's just funny because he has all of these songs that are so deep. Ladies love these songs. Mm-hmm. And you can't even bring him up. <laughs> Not even. Yo, Chastity yeah. punched me in the chest. Like, I mentioned Jermaine Dupree. She just straight punched me in the chest. I was like, oh, shit. Hold on. Nope. <laughs> she went on, set it off for me. <laughs> Not on my watch. So, you know, as I was thinking about that and I was thinking about our show today, mm-hmm. I felt like you are someone that definitely does a good job speaking for women. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine Dupree has made some comments that have uh, put him under fire. Yes. Regarding female MCs, Mm -hmm. the way that it's been summarized has been that he feels that he's not really interested in female MCs right Mm -hmm. now because it sounds like a lot of stripper rap. They're all rapping about uh, rapping at the strip club. Mm -hmm. So come with something different and that would excite me. Mm -hmm. 
they, that's not I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. yeah we're like yeah I'm, I'm yeah. paraphrasing mm-hmm. and I'm speaking on like how what he said was interpreted right now you know and I didn't want to just jump out the window so like I watched the whole interview uh-huh. I watched Does his explanations about it no. he was on something it was like some TV show okay uh, maybe was it Wendy Williams it was on some yeah, he was it was on some TV yeah. show I watched the whole thing and I also mm-hmm. watched like his response like how do you explain something like that right and I'd like to hear your opinion on this before I say his explanation. Um, sure. But it was just surprising to me because, like, he made – he clearly understands women. He clearly mm-hmm. understands emotions. Like, this stuff that he wrote will, like, live with us forever. Mm-hmm. And here you are being someone that could be so, like, completely brainless and, like, right. not realize how what you said can be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. So – what do you think about that? Like, what were your what were your thoughts on it when you heard that? So when I saw it on Twitter, I was initially it took me aback because, like you said, like Jermaine Dupri has given us so many hits, and a nice chunk of them have been women facing. Like, mm-hmm. and I, by that I mean like he's produced for Escape, he's done stuff for Mariah Carey, DeBrat, like. Um, he's worked with so many of these different artists. So, like, for him to have this kind of really nonchalant attitude, like, oh, you know, all we hear right now is stripper rap and women talking about um, doing X, Y, and Z, mm. it was just kind of like, JD, come on, bro. Like, Oh, she took it back, JD. <laughs> and, like, is it is it really fair for you just it, it, not even to just, like, throw that double standard out there? Because, like, all the men that you've worked with, have talked about, you know... All the same thing. All the same thing. So it's kind of like, bro, like, why... It did seem a little like... Mm, yeah. Every single rapper raps about the every same thing. Every single rapper, like... Every rapper's the, the hardest rap out. Everyone killed a whole bunch of people. They yeah. sold truckloads of drugs. Right. That's every single rapper. Exactly. And so I was just They fucked of, everybody's bitch. Everybody. <laughs> okay? Everybody's like, bitch. you know, told, told your mama about this and mm-hmm. showed up and pulled up or whatever, but like... I was just like, Jermaine, sir, like, this is not the time. And, like, he kind of really, you know, talked about, he. Re- I think he was really kind of trying to scapegoat Megan the Stallion in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And mm-hmm. then what I love about um, the women rappers now, Cardi B was the first one, like, bro, what you're not going to do is this. And so she started, like, naming off. All of these different I like women how Cardi MCs. B did it too. Me too. She ain't do it on something like, oh, fuck you, Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm, you trying to. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, check this out. Yeah, I do that. Right. But this is why I do it. Mm-hmm. There's all these other women, they ain't not getting no attention. Exactly. Like the way she did it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. didn't come off on no soft shit. She didn't tell him it's okay, but she also wasn't like crazy and like, oh, F you and not mm-hmm. me and you got beat. Like, I, I like the way she handled yeah, herself. Yeah, and she, I mean, I think that's really the whole thing. And, and even, even Megan Thee Stallion is like, yo, like, I hang out with them because, like, we have to build this community because for so long you've seen in hip-hop with women, like, beefing against each other. Mm-hmm. You've seen, like, the whole Nicki and Cardi saga when, you know, Cardi kind of came up. Cardi's from the Bronx, Nicki's from Queens. Like, yeah. why are y'all, e- y'all both from New York City. Why are y'all even, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But, you know, ego gets in the way, and I get it. Um, but it's the same thing, like, Jermaine, like, stop trying to pinpoint, you know, the good girl rappers, if you want to call them that, against yeah. the girls who are out here talking about the same stuff the men are talking about. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of whack that he did that. They actually, they actually are talking about the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Exact <laughs> Dudes same talk thing. about strip clubs, too. All the time, you know. And Welcome to Atlanta. I'm just saying. That's it. I was going to say. It was a little hypocritical. It was a little hypocritical. It was. It was. It was. Like, but hopefully he has learned from this? I really think that he is very sensitive to it. Um, Because, like, yo, he's been getting dragged, Mm -hmm. you know, and the um, the way that his, the way that he responded to it, like, with the female MC challenge and stuff like that, that's how I knew, I could tell it was like, oh, that hurt him. Mm. He felt, he felt some, and look, I get it. Things get so misinterpreted in, like, this big world that we're in, like, the internet is the biggest game of telephone ever. It is. That's <laughs> you know a perfect analogy like, for the internet. Like it's a big today. game of telephone and you know by the time it retweets for the 100,000th time it's it got all this sauce on it. Right. Right. <laughs> you exactly. know, got too much sauce. Too much sauce. That's too much sauce. Got too much sauce.
Nah, but I know that Jermaine Dupri is one, someone that's just a producer that's way underrated, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was going through his catalog like that. And, yo, when he dropped Life of 1472, that was his first solo mm. album, I was a fan. Like, I still got that CD. Yeah. I can still quote bars off that. Nah. Um, yeah, that, that's the one money in the thing. He got some joint with Mace, Crazy Low, AC Blow. Like... Dude, listen to that album. Kanye West got some production on there, I believe. Really? Yeah. Early Kanye. Wow. Super early. Um, but no, it's it's a great album if mm-hmm. you ever get into it. But I'm like, and I know that he isn't this like anti-feminist. He's no. not that guy. So when I, I looked at it, I think that his comments were misinterpreted, mm-hmm. right? So they actually asked him about three artists. They okay. asked them specifically about Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj. Okay. And that okay. is what he determined as stripper rap. So which, the internet took the clip and ran with it. You see that? You see how that happens? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Big game of telephone. And mm-hmm. now everybody looks at Jermaine Dupri and is like, and this is already what you heard. You can't mm-hmm. unhear it, mm-hmm. you know? And if you see him talk, oh, he not trying to backtrack and cop, please. <laughs> Big game yeah. of telephone. Yeah. You know, but... I, it, so interestingly enough, I'm going through my my zone last mm-hmm. night. I'm blasting all this Mariah Carey, all this ushers. Me and my wife on the top of our lungs singing. My <laughs> son in the living room playing Fortnite, thinking I'm crazy. And because uh, <laughs> y'all quiet down, please. Exactly, like, yo, they be in there bugging. You know, we going out at twelve o'clock to go buy candy mm-hmm, and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> facts, that's fact rap. Ask my corner store man. He know what time I show up. <laughs> but. Um, I'm going through all these things, so I, I, I'm like, yo, they giving Jermaine Dupree so much shit. So I just started tweeting out, like, all of the songs mm-hmm. that I, like, I was tweeting them as I was listening yep. to. I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, I can't talk shit about Jermaine Dupree. I saw those tweets this morning I when I woke up. You I know, said, motherfucking Jermaine Dupree retweeted it, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I could tell that, like, you know, it's that what's happening to him, I think that he's very sensitive mm-hmm. to it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to at least talk about it with someone smart that um, had some context on what was going on. And that's the thing. I think we scroll so much on Twitter that, like, when we see those very, um, those shock value moments, we're like, oh, that person is canceled. It's like, can we cancel cancel culture already? Like, (laughs) is that possible? They're going to be looking for shit to cancel. (laughs) They do. They do. But I'm thinking, like like you said, there's no way he's anti-feminist. He gave us Shake It Off. Come on. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, Like, that whole album is just like, like, the Emancipation Mimi is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, it was misinterpreted. Now yeah. that I know what the context of the conversation was, he was only given three rappers, and those three do talk a lot about... Talk about a lot. Strip club. Yes. That's, it, that's, that's the culture, that, and that's fine for those three women. But, you know, I think because that clip was taken and retweeted and blown out of proportion, mm-hmm. then that's, you know, how he ended up. But it'll blow over. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fine. Like, and have, I, You got to have nerves to still, man. <laughs> Dealing with the Twitterverse, man. As soon as you put something out there and it goes viral, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twitter's mm-hmm. so depressing. It is. All funny I see. Hell, though, at the same it is. Time. It is. It is, it is hilarious. funny. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> but it we is depressing. This is what makes things snowball. It's crazy. <laughs> nah, it's just it's like everything I see is Trump this, Trump that, and like, yeah, I'm angry. I get it. I am. Uh, but I I try to make it a point. I like like shit, but I, I never like retweet it. Just mm-hmm. I don't I don't want the negative right. negativity on mm-hmm. my timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I hate that I like it, but you don't want to drag. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't even about dragging. It's just like yo, no, I'm trying that. to insert positivity into the algorithm. For sure, the algorithm provokes negativity. Mm-hmm. So, Chassie, what type of rap do you like? Well, what type of music do you like overall? Let's not limit um, it to rap. Well, I like, I have a very eclectic palette, I like to think. So I am, you know, into trap music. I love the trap jazz movement that's happening. Mm. So Masego. Mm. I saw Elle Varner says she's into trap jazz. I love her voice. Um, you can give me an Adele moment. Mm. Um, I'm not a part of the Beehive, but I do appreciate Beyonce. Facts. Um, You're I, not a part of the Beehive? I'm not. What, what, um, what prevents you from joining? I think 
I feel like I'm not gonna get dragged, so I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> the beehive is so it's it's aggressive. Yeah, they're aggressive. And they look they like what? They're what? waiting what? for somebody to be like, What'd you say about our queen? I'm like, yo, I just said like, you know, <laughs> That's not her hair, because it's not. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, growing up, I grew up, I, I was born in Houston. So grew up there, moved to Chicago. Um, and I remember, you know, growing up, that's Dustin Child coming up, 97, that's when No, No, No dropped. Yeah. And, you know, seeing these four beautiful black women from Houston singing R&B was like, oh, that's dope. Um, and then when she branched off and did her whole thing, um, I was like, R&B. okay, like I can, I can, you know, rock, rock with that. But I have such a dedication to like so many different types of other music that like I can't just like focus on that. Um, but no, I appreciate Beyonce. I think the new album is incredible. Um, you know, growing up in church, of course, I have a love for gospel. Um, I love Justin Timberlake. Mm. I'm just going to, you know, put that out there. That is one, that is my favorite NSYNC member. That is my favorite. Yo. You know, I love JT. That motherfucker can he, perform. He be, he's everyone's favorite. He Yo. is. You know, he's problematic sometimes. His wife was talking about being, you know, anti-vaccinating their kid. But yeah. that was a moment that we passed. Yeah, um, we all go through. Shit. We all go through yeah. moments. But um, what? So like, I mean, it's super eclectic. Like, I can listen to um, Moonchild one day and go and listen to Shawn Mendes the next. So mm. like, I, it just kind of flows through everything. But um, as far as rap, and I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, when I if I had chosen the song, mm-hmm. I probably would have picked like. Crucial Conflict Ooh. or Do or Die. Hey, in the, like, I remember listening to Hey in the Middle of Barn. Yeah, in the barn. I was far too young. Yeah. I was like, listen, I was like, I don't know what hay is, but yeah. this is it. And then when I got older, I was like, oh, we're talking about weed. All right. <laughs> but no, my music palette is super, super Crucial effective. conflict. Yeah. Man, that's going to be fun in the editing room floor right there. <laughs> I like that. Yo, yeah, that was, a, that was an era. So Crucial Conflict had beef with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It was like an argument of like who rapped the fastest. <laughs> Which is weird. Like, come on, guys. I'm like, no, we rapped fast. <laughs> And Twisted came like, no, I'm bringing Guinness World Book out. Like, we going to know this definitively. But, yo, you know what's funny, though? Like, people give Migos and all these guys a lot of shit, but they just rapping like Bone Thugs and Harmony did back in the day. Now everybody raps like mm-hmm. that. Shouts to Dr. Seuss, man. That's, that's where everyone gets it from. That's literally yo, where everybody Yo, Dr. Seuss was the first rapper. He was. Cat in the Hat was a bop, and it still is. Exactly. All the places you'll go. Oh, oh hey. yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so with this wine, I went with the Escape. Just kicking it, mm-hmm. you know, because this is this is a kickback wine right here. Yeah. You want to just like fall back, do your thing. Um, it felt right, you know. It's an outside joint. Yeah. But I went through the catalog that a catalog that had this as I was just kicking it, you know, mm-hmm. just falling back. So this would have done well for me. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like night. I said, this the song is just absolutely perfect cuz I remember growing up and listening to you had all the the women groups and like this song is definitely that quintessential like 90s girl group R&B like, "Oh, I'm gonna kick off your shoes and relax." Okay, like yep. let's let's do it then. So Absolutely, for sure. I'm interested to hear a little bit more about the experiences that your work has taken you through. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the nice way of saying yeah. it. So you had to drink weed-infused wine mm-hmm. at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was so. recreational, I, I should say. Oh, okay, should okay. Say, yeah. it, it wasn't like, this wasn't for the blog. Yeah, but. well, I think I will put it up on the blog um, <laughs> because, so... My boyfriend lives out in California. And so when I was out there visiting, he was like, he knows that I love wine. He's like, I'm going to get this for you. So I tried it. And it's like, of course, you know, going through the motions of what, you know, any wine drinker, you sniff it, right. you swirl it. I was like, oh, this hits like a Chardonnay. This is going to be delicious. 
<laughs> nope, Taste it hits it. like a sativa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it did. So you, I taste it, and, you know, immediately on my palate, I get, you know, the idea mm. of Chardonnay, but then it opens up, and I'm like, oh, this is weed. And Some like the earth fin- tones. Yeah, very earthy. <laughs> very earthy. Very earthy. Um, but it's it's one of those things where in the, on the bottle they have, like, different measurements, how you're supposed to, like, how much of it you're supposed to drink in order to feel it. Oh, this is real weed yeah, wine. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. edible. Like, like a, it's a drinkable. Yes, it's a drinkable. It's a drinkable. Damn. And so I was trying to get, I was like, yo, try it. He's like, no, I'm good. I said, no, you actually should you should try it and so like like I said it it smells like it gives you Chardonnay like very crisp on the on the nose and then you taste it like on your palate like oh okay and then all of a sudden you're like oh this is sweet this is sweet Um, (laughs) but it was it's not bad a man tells you how much to drink Uh that's so that's very thoughtful it it is it is and then it just kind of gives you measurements of okay this is you know 10 milligrams so this is what you're going to feel and usually Mm -hmm. like in in the edibles that i've encountered like Mm -hmm. 10 milligrams is like don't go crazy yeah so you can't bring this one to communion (laughs) <laughs> I would not bring this wine to Sunday dinner. My mom would whoop my ass if I did. She wouldn't know. She would actually probably really appreciate you. <laughs> right? <laughs> what is this? Tastes so good. Like, and I'm really hungry. <laughs> wine right? for dinner. You know what right? I mean? And I'm like, like there look, you go. This Might shit just needs to happen. There's mm-hmm. a there's a whole industry there that's just not being thought of. But what I recognized in tasting that that I think is still, they're still trying to figure out. And this is the interesting thing. I think it's called Rebel Wine um, out in California. Oh, I heard of them. Um, yeah. So the one, the one thing I learned in reading the bottle, and they put this all in the bottle, like they can't, um, because of the amount of THC in the wine, they can't include like the entire, like they have to take the alcohol out of the wine. That's why it tastes mm. different, right? 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 Mm. So I was like, I was like, oh man! So they the give you a hint, a yeah. little, you know, a little pool with the the scent of Chardonnay. Interesting. And a little bit of taste, Chardonnay. but they had to take because it's illegal. To what do a that. mind fuck, man! It's so like they're, they're replacing the alcohol content with, with THC. THC. Mm-hmm. Not putting. Both. I don't even know mm-hmm. how to feel about that. It's like non-alcoholic beer, but it'll still get you fucked sense. up. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. That's I don't exactly know how, but you can't drink that. like eighty proof with like ninety percent THC. Like you know, you don't want nothing like that Look, out mm-hmm. there. We all know this coming. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's, it's going to happen. I would be interested to see if it's done well. That and that's you what know, I was if saying. If it's even possible, yeah. If it, if if somebody can crack the code and actually make, and not saying it was horrible, yeah. but if you can make it so that you have an equal balance. Yeah. You know what? I would be, <laughs> I would be interested to um, read a journal from you. Uh, you know, looking to find good uh, marijuana infused wine. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> like, I feel like since I've tasted that, I'm on a journey now. <laughs> like you know, you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm, you know that mm-hmm. that could be like a whole little. Um, that could be a whole section. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just like, like it's only a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm gonna work time. on it. I want to see like a um a wine and weed bar. It's something like that in the works out in LA. The, the first of its kind. Like, but I don't think you could drink it. in the same spots. I was in one of those spots in uh in Tenerife, and like you could like order food in. <laughs> they would they would like let you order food in. You can order drinks in, but mm-hmm. they didn't like have it to serve. Oh. Look, it's coming, guys. It's yeah. coming. You know, hopefully we'll we'll figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, we'll get it together because I'm saying, like, it's a concept. And because the cannabis industry is, like, such a thing now, although we've known, yeah, you know, for quite some time. Absolutely. Like, you know. Cannabis but, industry was thriving in many places. Many for places a long for a long time <laughs> yeah. before, you know, the colonizers <laughs> came along. But, um <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 one of the things like it's gonna take a lot of testing to try to figure out okay what's the right balance in mm. order for you to you know get nice you know, yeah and you know drunk and high so yeah um, that's the other thing man like I don't know drinking and smoking at the same time 
too much. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. You gotta. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like not for everyone. Yo. Like you're not an adult anymore. If that's what you're trying, you're on vacation. Your kids are somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like you don't gotta get that messed up, man. You're trying to do this. This like what's up in your life? We saw where what, that's what you feel like you need to be at doing. Your barbecue. <laughs> nah, we ain't talking about my oh, barbecue. About <laughs> Just so you know, mm-hmm. somebody passed out at a barbecue oh, I had. No. He wasn't ready to wasn't pee. Wasn't ready. He, he, was, he wasn't ready. <laughs> we had to shut the deck down after yeah, that. Yeah, that was, was right. Like, no, Turned no, too, much, no, too much. No, we don't know how to handle what's going on out here. Let's We're pull a plug. <laughs> Everybody shut retreat. Shut right down. Let's the cut the cake does. and get the fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> Y'all got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now... NYC. Mm-hmm. You've conquered NYC. Yeah. What's the next chapter? Yeah, so I'm actually heading to Chicago. Um, I'm from outside Chicago, grew up in Evanston, but I consider Chicago home. Okay. Um, what's next? I'm going to go home and figure it out. Mm. Like, I, a lot of my career thus far has been in nonprofit communications of, like, you know, done the, you know, full-time thing, freelanced, and now, like, I'm at this kind of crossroads where it's like, I could keep going mm-hmm. in that direction or I can kind of take the leap and, you know, go in the direction that I'm passionate about. And that would be, like, writing and getting super immersed in the wine and spirits industry and just being able to, you know, take my storytelling skills and go forth that way. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to just take August, the rest of the summer, and just kind of, like, decompress yeah and put it together and you know start pitching some stuff and um like i said really come out in the fall and be like all right this is what i'm doing like i would love to i mean the ultimate goal would be to like you know one day open a wine bar um Mm. maybe have a column in a newspaper um just because um i don't see a lot of black women journalists talking about wine and spirits. There are there are a number yeah. of us. There are dozens of us talking about food and travel and, and drinks, which is incredible, and we need to keep those conversations going. Mm-hmm. But specifically about wine and the intersection of wine and culture, like that's where I want to be. I agree. We were talking a little bit um, off the record. I feel like you have the potential to be like a – like a Barbara Walters mm-hmm. of like wine, mm-hmm. you know, like you you have and you know growing up in wine, I, there's you know the Michael Broadbands of the world, you right. got the Jancis Robinsons of the world, mm-hmm. but it tends to focus on like wine critics, right? As opposed to people that are like documenting the culture, mm-hmm. like you, you know you got like your Robert Meltzers, people like that. But I think that you have an opportunity to speak to the black community Mm -hmm. specifically because, like, I'm telling you, yo, I am picking up shit from your blog. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm you're inspiring my decision-making. Like, so that's cool. It's useful, Mm -hmm. you know. So when you... Expand on that, man. I mean, shit. Yeah. Come holler at crew love. You I know? will. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know, and for me, it's important to return home. I don't know why that that there's some some sort of comfort I'm I'm seeing in mm-hmm. that going back to Chicago and just kind of like getting my hands dirty. Um, and and like you said, being able to document different facets of the wine industry. Like, yeah. I think it was so important for me to work, you know, it, it was about six months that I was working at the wine shop, but to have that experience of, you know, interfacing with customers, being able to learn about different wines, mm-hmm. um, that definitely put me in a space where I was like, okay, I can, I'm starting to understand how I could fit in this ecosystem. And then coming to New York City and, you know, starting to kind of like, you know, figure out how I want to create a voice for myself. Right. Um, and then, like I said, going to that, you know, um, diversity and wine event at Twitter and seeing all of you all on the panel was just like, bet. All right. That's like, that's yeah. what. Yeah, that's that's what I this is. I, I can create the space for myself. It's going to be difficult um, and challenging, but it's possible. Um, and like I told you earlier, like. I had to make sure I got up and asked the question. Because when you're in a space like that, people are just like, oh, I'm just here because this is such a great opportunity. I'm like, yeah. nah, fam, I'm about to get up and ask a question. Like, <laughs> um, just so that I can, you know, show face, but mm-hmm. also show respect. Like, y'all right. are paving the way for me to be able to do this. And mm. so, um, you know, I'm I'm excited. Um, and, and the thing about black 
the black community in any space, but specifically about us in wine and spirits that we're just like, yo, this is dope. I'm so happy you're here. Whatever you need, let me know. Exactly. And I'm just, I've, I've felt that so much. And I'm just like, yep, all right, let's do it. Yeah, so. no, there's definitely a community that's like being built. Uh, even more than a community, a society, mm-hmm. really, right? Because like everyone has like a role, everyone has a job, For everyone sure. has their, their niche. Um, it's it's dope, man. I love to see what's happening. Like, I'm really just trying to, I'm I'm trying to document the evolution of wine and hip hop mm-hmm, culture mm-hmm. and help to um, cultivate that as much as possible. Yeah. Create as many opportunities for those things to come together on a real level. Mm-hmm. Like, I want shit that master sommeliers will respect, but my friends that you know still on parole would also feel comfortable yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. You know, um but no, nah, I, I just I like the community that's that's uh coming together. And honestly, like culturally for the United States, for mm-hmm. like where we are, the type of uh division that that is going on, mm-hmm. like the divisive conversations coming yeah. out of like all these crazy people's mouths. Like people are getting off on bothering other people, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me but we need more stuff like this you know we need like this is an area that bridges all different types of Mm -hmm. cultures so you know i think that what you're doing is really important thank you you um you're putting people on you setting the stage and um we're in a good space you know i i I will support any possible way that i can thank you please understand so um but yeah thank you for coming on the show of course um how do how can people find you sure so um the blog is wine with chaz that's c-h-a-s.com i'm on twitter and instagram at chastity s cooper um you can also search me with the hashtag wine with chaz um, yeah, I'm just out here like drinking and enjoying stuff. It's funny because like when I first started enjoying wine, my family thought I was a lush, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> y'all, like I'm really trying to put y'all on. And it wasn't until it wasn't until I think like last Christmas where um, I don't I, I didn't bring wine to Christmas, but I was my my family had brought like some sorts of wines, and I was like, you know, kind of dabbling, and then my aunt was like, yo, like Chastity's like. A wine enthusiast. I was like, <laughs> it took like six years for y'all to realize this, but I am like, like, thank you so much for that confirmation. But um, in all seriousness, though, like, hit me up. You can email me at hello at winewithchaz.com. Um, I'm always looking for recommendations, um, mm. you know, different wine bars in your cities that I should check out, different wines you want me to check out. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking for um, ways to create experiences through words so dope dope well thank you for your contributions um thanks for coming on the show you know we we got capital t on the mic once again man we're getting terrence some speaking parts these days yeah give me I like permission to, to, to say a few words here and <laughs> not day not too many well this is the wine and hip-hop crew um telling you thank you again for joining us please hit us up like subscribe comment let us know what you're thinking let us know what you're drinking one this concludes another moment in wine and hip-hop Presented to you by Jermaine Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine.